Hello, everyone. It is a Friday, July 29, 2022. It's also the end of the month, and you're watching the Awesome 10X Global Market Update Free Friday class. So obviously, there has been a ton of pain for the shorts, and the bears are really getting killed in this market rally. Let's discuss the market, and let's take it from there. How much maximum pain can the markets give towards the bears? Let's go. Okay, uh, sharing my screen here. All right, which level hurts? Approximating humongous rally points. That's what we are here for. We're here to answer those questions. Okay, so live to fight another day. The short covering rally continues extensions. For context, this is the biggest two-day rally following a Fed hike since the 1970s. We'll go towards the indices later on. We can see that the S&P 500 is now actually at 406. It has rallied since June to about from 362 towards 4060. And it may even attempt to go as high as 420 after the results of Apple and Amazon. And you've got upcoming numbers next week where the markets have generally shrugged off all slowdown data and is still in a rally mode. You can clearly see that there are two resistances to watch out from here, 4.2 and 4.40. So 4.20 to 4.40 or between that. Apple iPhone sales remain resilient. Company reported a decline in their profits, and yet the markets were happy, 3% up. This is not the first time that we've seen people ignore bad news and even buy bad news. Usually it happens in a bull market. However, in this case, it is hard to actually buy this bad news even if we believe that the markets will um, go up further is because the actual macroeconomy continues to be negative. So it's a little bit hard. You can clearly see that the fundamentals here are down, but the markets will buy any bad news today. The market bought Apple simply because of the following. It is a relief rally. The market was happy that Apple managed to make $80 billion of revenues in a very hard quarter. So Apple's earnings per share is $1.20, beating your estimates of $1.16. Revenues was $83 billion actual. Your iPhone revenues continue to grow, $40.7 billion for the year. That said, if you can take a look at the revenue growth for the last, um, for, for the last uh, 16 years, this is one of the lowest um, growths of your Apple revenues. And it's actually reminiscent of a very slow recovery or slow economy. So if we have to assume that Apple will continue higher, well, the further pain will be limited to additional 14% towards 179. We have to assume that when Apple was reaching this 179 areas over the last December 2021, and here during April 2022, that that was actually proven to be a resistance. So today, Apple actually, after the earnings uh, uh, is opening at 162, most likely if there will be further short covering, the 166 may actually be touched and may even break through towards 179. Those who have shorts on Apple should simply be reminded that 179 is 14% further upside in case anyone is still going long. It is an extended uptrend and you've got actually not the best numbers to really be elated from. Amazon posted a net loss for the second straight quarter as it managed a slow demand. 
hurt investments uh, in Riven was about $12 billion, but the bright spot of the day was cloud computing or your Amazon Web Services. Growth here remains strong. And the market focused solely on that good news in AWS. You could see that Amazon was able to hit $5.7 billion in AWS operating income. This is up 36% year over year. Amazon Web Services still managed to grow uh, towards $19.7 billion. The cloud segment rose 33% in the second quarter. And Amazon actually managed not really to beat, but just basically make the market happy that Amazon Web Services was growing. You could see that year on year, Amazon is now at a loss. They have lost um, $2 billion this quarter. That is a, uh, not a good thing since the market was estimating to earn $0.52 cents this quarter. But the bright thing or the bright spot is simply one corner, which is cloud. Cloud computing. Take note that Amazon revenues is flat or actually very, very big drop from a 40% growth last quarter towards a 7% growth this year, all owing towards one subsidiary, which is the cloud. As a whole, the market this week got news on Amazon, Microsoft, and Google, and all three cloud providers showed the following numbers. Amazon Web Services, Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud, as a whole, they've grown slower with 36% annualized growth and a quarter-on-quarter -quarter growth of 4%. It tells you that the cloud providers are the sole, um, sole reason why the big tech or the NASDAQ is holding on towards this level of about 12,000. You can also see, um, thanks to Zero Hedge, Zero Hedge has shown that Amazon operating margins by segment, basically it's losing money all over for the last seven years in their international markets. In North America, they're barely just making any profits. North America, Amazon retail is actually bleeding at losses. And um, the margins that they've done is a small 2 to 3% before. The big ticket items that, that Apple, uh, sorry, that Amazon has been really doing tremendously well for the last seven years is Amazon Web Services, generating net profit margins of about 20 to 30%. And that's operating income, sorry, operating margins. And that's the bright spot. So in his words, not mine, Amazon Web Services is a cloud computing company. Everything else is a charity. That's true, though. So from a revenue segment, you can see this. Online stores, physical stores, third-party seller services, subscription services, those were all actually in a decline. Uh, Amazon Web Services did actually become a bright spot and it actually masked what was happening in the entire Amazon corner, which is that it is losing money. So a lot of memes have been happening after Amazon's numbers, wherein Amazon fired 100,000 people in this quarter, yet the stock rallied. The stock was rallying not because they fired 100,000. Uh, it was mostly because of the fact that people were really relieved that the cloud was so strong. Meanwhile, Shopify, of course, uh, fired a thousand employees, laid off 10% um, of their workforce, and um, the stock was down 15% after the news. Take note, though, that even after Shopify had a dismal quarter, the markets rallied 10, 20% after those two days. So we are really seeing clearly that the market is still in a short covering mode wherein whatever results that the 
the companies were giving, the markets was very forgiving. So we're seeing and looking at Amazon here, a breakout last uh, on that 122 level became a move towards its past gap fill. The past gap fill is 146 or 150 and a further rebound of people who believes in Amazon's cloud services to save everyone and save the day, i.e. save the world. Amazon needs to go higher another 20% from the recent price of 138. Um, for those who have shorts on Amazon and Apple, Apple is giving you less like less um, less reason to cover, but Amazon does have a lot of reason for you to cover. In the short term, Amazon might actually rally all the way towards 160. And to take caution, I'm I'm gonna give you caution that despite the fact that Amazon didn't do well and only one subsidiary did well it makes sense to actually wait for Amazon to get weakness somewhere here at 160 areas or 168 before reinstating any shorts towards Amazon. For now, let the bears cover shorts and let the bulls win and see where it goes. Roku was 25% lower, Dexcom 19% lower, Intel 9% lower. So you're seeing actually that some companies, when they have worse earnings, the market sell them off. In fairness to this, it's a little bit of a favoritism bias. Amazon actually didn't do well. Neither did Apple, neither did Google, Microsoft, nor Tesla. Yet all of them rallied. We could argue that this was all a relief rally. And you have to be careful on all these movements because so far we have been seeing that companies that had bad numbers like Shopify and Facebook actually managed to stay afloat. So what I would assume here is that even as Roku fell 25%, after earnings report, at $60, people might actually be starting to buy. Take note that Roku's is seeing a guidance of 30% less revenues for the next quarter, and that is $700 million versus the consensus of $900 million, prompting that sell-off. Intel reported worse results, echoing the same factors that has been plaguing Qualcomm. So we're seeing actually semiconductors getting a beating, but so far the market overall is masking these weaknesses because your Apple, Amazon, your big tech is doing well. Roku shares are cratering after the company missed on earnings and warns off recessionary fears. Roku attributed the advertising market is continuing to suffer in the current quarter. Consumer spending is moderating, hurting the company's business of selling Roku TV and related hardware devices. The company said it trimmed operating expenses. They slowed down their headcount growth. We believe this pullback mirrors the start of the pandemic in 2020, and they are guiding $700 million, lower by 30% for next quarter. Has the market actually overreacted, though? Let's take a look. Revenues of... Um, Roku in 2019 was barely $300 million. So you could see that from a quarter and quarter perspective, if Roku actually manages to still make $700 million, a drop of Roku today, which is closer to the 2019 areas of about $50 or $60, has also massively priced in all the negativity. In which case, I would argue that despite the bad numbers of Roku today at the 25% sell-off, how much lower could it go at 65? Probably just another 10% lower. And if it goes up, just like how 
just like what's been happening with Shopify, even after bad results, and just like what, what's been happening to all your big tech rallying, it's highly likely that Roku is going to be given a forgiveness after that 25% sell-off and can actually rally back to 85. So take a look at these ranges because from 55 to 85, you might be seeing a 50 to 60% pop uh, after it finds a number at 60 areas to get a bottom. So just a watch list on these names that are also having a bad quarter. Now, of course, U.S. economy shrank again, raising recession fears. You're seeing um, that the market today, however, is shrugging off all those bad news. Take note that the second consecutive negative GDP growth of negative 0.9% was actually redefined by the U.S. to be not in a recession simply because there was 370 jobs created for that quarter. What we're seeing here is that so far, nobody cares about how bad the news was. It is reminding myself that in March 2020, during the pandemic, despite all the headlines and even on April and May, even on negative prints, the markets were rallying. Now, it, it used to be a time where there's a reason to actually rally because your growth is going to go up with a lot of massive money printing. Now, the case is not. Of course, the Fed's only said that they are data-dependent the Fed didn't say that they will print money and still spark more inflation. So be careful, though. The rally is a bear market rally, but it is still a dangerous rally that could continue higher nonetheless. Now, in some news in Asia, Jack Ma just gave up control of Ant Group in a strive to reduce governance risks. So we are seeing Alibaba CEO give up 50% of Ant Financial, stoking fears that the CCP is behind all of these. Because of that, your Alibaba Health is down 7% for the day. Alibaba Group is down 6.5%. You've got companies in China like Meituan, Xiaomi down 5%, JD down 4%. You've got UID Electronics down 6%, the partner of Apple iPhones and Apple iPads. So what we're seeing here is that China is getting very, very scary because the CCP seems to get control of most of the majority of big tech in China. So far, even if Alibaba can be considered a value, we are seeing these geopolitical risks shunning all Chinese assets. Alibaba going down. How low can Alibaba go? Well, the past tells us that it fell as low as 75 and 80. Whether it retests this $80, it remains to be seen. But for now, I think the only thing that will help Alibaba is the fundamental value investors who still believe that e-commerce and ad financial and the cloud of Alibaba is worth more than the $80 or $90 that the price today is. Baidu is, of course, selling off on that news um, on Alibaba. You're seeing a lot of Chinese companies go down last night, uh, today, on account of that news. And it is highly likely that it will continue furthermore later in after hours in the U.S. market. So for those with um, who are looking at Chinese shares, you are going to be looking further weakness in Chinese shares. Um, let's take a look at all these big tech yet again. So far, let's give you a brush up. This week has been, in tremendous terms, a strong week for the bulls and a strong pain for the bears. Tesla has actually risen from about 750s here towards 850s. And how much pain further for the bears? Perhaps as high as 950. So further 10, 15% is possible for your big tech like Tesla, be careful on that. Microsoft, another 10% towards 295. Owing to the market, ignoring any sign of negative slowdown in the company's 
cloud. No? So the market today is willing, as we are seeing, to pay a premium despite the slowdown of the company's revenues. Every company here missed estimates. I would argue the estimates might have been low. For Tesla, it was a 40% growth, so some people were happy, but there was a deteriorating margin. What, what we are seeing here is that the market so far is willing to hurt the maximum paid, and since the majority of the market is underweight equities and mostly holding cash or a little bit of shorts, we are seeing that the Microsofts and Teslas of the world are still rallying. So far at 270s, after getting, after beating that um, previous resistance, you now have an opening for Microsoft to further rally here towards 290 or 295. That is where we see the next resistance coming from. For those who are looking to short any of these names, we are going to look to short yet again. But for now, it is a bad beat. You do have to close any shorts you have in these items if you haven't done so because it can continue rallying, especially off the back of, of, um, of the past Amazon numbers. Alphabet, we are seeing a potential rally back towards 120 or even 124. So for this one, not as, uh, not as dangerous as the um, Amazon, actually. Google, um, just like all the revenue advertising, we are seeing weakness slow down everywhere. Snapchat, Twitter, um, well, Pinterest hasn't reported, but Pinterest was already sold down anyway. The trade desk was bad. Roku was bad. Meta was bad. So overall, the digital advertising industry is in a slowdown. We could argue that Alphabet is going to have a tough time here at 124. Any rallies at 124 is going to be limited for this name. Apple, yes, we argued even at the highest peak here of 180, it's just going to be another 14% pain. If you can handle a further pain at 180, wait it out because the market seems to be just really, and we are still of the belief that this is a bear market rally. Amazon is going to be tough because this can rally all the way towards 168 for Amazon. If you haven't covered, yes, we think you should. We covered our shorts. So we had shorts at about 119, covered it at 138, lost about $20 there. But I think it is really um, a loss that has to be taken from. Either way, if um, if Amazon starts to peter out from about 130s to 140s next few days, that's when we will reinstate our shorts. For now, let the bulls party. Walmart, we can see that despite those negative sell-offs last week, you can see that the market is still trying to rally. This might actually give us a setup where if Apple and Amazon continues higher, your Walmart may actually gap fill all the way towards 144, to which we get a better short entry. Don't worry about this rally. It only gives you an opportunity to reinstate your shorts next time. So just um, watch for the market and observe in cash. Target, same thing. We're seeing a lot of retailers go up. We've seen some retailers manage to beat earnings reports like Etsy did, owing to the fact that they raised their selling fees to their uh, in their platforms. So uh, it is highly possible that your retailers can rally further, another 10% from here, and we see a potential gap fill. Those gap fills are going to be opportunities for us to sell into. So watch out for Target to even rally towards 180. We think that the short covering rally is still in play in the market. So this is your QQQs. We are in the midst of a short covering rally. We might actually rally the hardest towards 330 to 340, owing to the fact that your Tesla, your Apple, your Amazons, 
Microsoft, Google's, they won't give up. So that means that at 310, another 10% 10 is 340. Just be careful. That would be a 28% massive rally going back towards April 2022. So um, just something to take note of as a risk. This is your uh, Ultra Pro short QQQs. The fact that this is a triple levered stock means that if the indices actually rally 10%, this should rally. Uh, this should drop three times that effect. No, so three times ten is thirty percent. Forty-two minus uh, times seventy percent would be roughly around thirty dollars. So we might have to watch out for SQQQ to potentially retest this thirty-dollar area, thirty-five to thirty-one. For those who are scared of um an, uh, an, uh, a further move of the bull side to actually kill all the bears in the market. Be careful because the $30 is not off the table. Um, SQQQ, for those who have it, um, watch out. No, Either close some shorts uh, first, uh, close some losses here at 41, 42, and reset and re-enter your entries on your shorts somewhere here at about 36. Watch out for that first. This is your, um, as I said, the indices are rallying hard off the back of Apple and Amazon. It's influencing all of your indices, obviously. So your indices is now poised to break above 13,000 and can rally either 13,500 or 14,000 for that 27% move. This is, of course, just a scenario. But if you are doing your scenario planning, your scenario planning has to take, in, take, into, um, take into risk the worst thing that could happen and the worst thing that could happen now is for the bears to have a total squeeze wherein further attacks will be done so in that case you want to be in cash and um, watch out on whether that will indeed happen ethereum has also rallied you could see that apple amazon has triggered a lot of short covering in the entire crypto asset arena ethereum is now rallying from that two days uh, since microsoft rallied uh, since the onslaught of Microsoft, Google this week, you can see that in the last three days, after even the Fed and the GDP and finally Amazon and Apple, you see that strong two-day move from about 1.4 towards 1.7. A further rally of Ethereum is not um, impossible. It can rally towards 1.9 towards 2.2. 2.2 is possible, and that's why I'm not going to go long, but... Um, you have to be very aware that as risk assets are rising, anyone short should be limiting their exposures to any asset class. Your Bitcoin is, of course, rallying as well from 21K now to 24K. A 10% rally in Bitcoin or even 20% is not um, off the table after the strong risk asset recovery on Apple and Amazon. Again, it will influence all of your indices upwards in the short term. So 24 towards 28 is not impossible. That will move a lot of your crypto-related link stocks. We'll go there later on. So far, um, tonight, you've got uh, a lot of your commodity stocks like uh, ExxonMobil. You've got a lot of your um, commodities oil stocks actually reporting. In this case, we are of the view that they'll actually do well. So there is no problem with the market actually front-running a lot of the commodity stocks and fertilizer stocks to actually be up. You can see that CF Industries, after uh, selling off from 110 to 80, that was a healthy pullback, remains on an uptrend and continues further. No? So the, the market sentiment uh, that is uh, bullish for your Apple and Amazon is lifting up a lot of your commodities who, ease, who were down initially because of the thought that the recession is actually going to impact any sales demand for any of these commodities. 
if it is true that we are not going to be in a recession or it's going to be very, very mild whatsoever, the scenarios that you are thinking of, it does open up the probability that these um, companies will be bought at any price next week or continuing to, to buy, to be bought this week further. You can see that 80s to 90s, that's not over. This can further rally, especially if we are still in a huge demand towards commodities. Archer Daniels Midland has already fallen from 96 to 71. It has since popped towards 80. It could continue going higher. Mosaic Company, the same thing for fertilizer, 76 towards 47, rallying, actually even as low as 44. We think these could rally on the back of the commodities being slowly bought by the market. Now, in terms of commodities, we've seen a lot of positive news on uraniums, especially clean energy stocks. So Germany reinstated and is planning to open more nuclear plants. And um, we are seeing energy fuels or UUUU rallied already from $5 to $6 and from $6 to $6.50 owing to those news, no? First resistance is somewhere here at about 750 or 780. As sharp as the market rally can go, it is very hard to be fair to be FOMOing in here. However, if there is a sector that we would want to long upon, it's going to be the uranium sector. So uraniums as part of the clean energy would have that secular demand anyway. So 650, even if it tries to fall near 6 or 550, we believe that any dips here have a buyer for the next few weeks. Same thing for Kamika J. We got the numbers, very, very strong numbers here. So in case you're looking for some earnings results that have really done well with a strong secular uptrend, CCJ, which is your largest uranium in the world, is still the one to be at. So you've got any dips near 24 still actually in the run-up for 26 and even furthermore. Just watch out for these leaders. Uranium, same thing, URNM. So from about 60 to 69, you can see that any drops here would rather be a buyer. If there are no drops, you want to tranche in. Rather than buying, say, Apple and Amazon, I would argue that you want to go long only on uranium miners. You are, uh, you are um, uranium energy. This is UEC. Same thing. The drop last night was 3%, followed by reversal all the way towards 2-3%. You can see the low was 368. The high was 399. We are seeing a lot of demand come in towards UEC. These drops seem to be consolidating and you've got a breakout here. So another rally towards your uraniums next few days. EOG resources for your oil stocks, same thing. 150 already fell to 100. If there's one sector that we are more bullish upon, it's going to be your energy names. So oil drillers like EOG would benefit from the uptrend of institutional flows. So 105, 107 might actually see this pop 10% higher. We talked about crypto not being um, not going to be left behind with this uh, with this asset rally, this short covering rally. So far last night, all of the crypto related assets were rallying on the back of um, that Apple and Amazon number. You could see that Bitcoin has uh, influenced macro strategy to go from 250s to 280s. We're not gonna be um, aloof that another 10% rally in Bitcoin could trigger macro strategy to break 300 and open up the way towards 350. So macro strategy, in case you're looking for some setups here, we we believe that there is a higher low happening for micro strategy at about 240s and 250s in the very short term, so long as the market continues to pummel its way on the way up. That also means that your silver gate at about 80s is getting a lot of bids. 80s to 85s has a lot of buyers. It can continue higher because of a lot of short covering. We know how huge the short covering 
in the realm of Bitcoin miners and crypto link stocks are. In terms of the biggest crypto link shorts here, it's Mara. So Mara is actually a stock poised to hit as high as $15 to $20 over the next few days should Bitcoin continue rallying towards 28K. It is not an impossible scenario, so put it in mind. Come, um, if you do not want to, of course, trade the counter trend rally, it is normal. But what you have to be aware of is that Mara could rally 50% away from here. Your MicroStrategy can still rally 30% away from here. Your Silvergate can continue rallying towards 100 110 your Coinbase can even rally towards 79. That is not impossible. A further 20% rally in your crypto link stocks is not impossible given the current scenario. Now, let's take a look at the e-commerce sector here after Amazon's extended after hours move of 139. If we believe that Amazon will further hurt the pain of the bears, it could continue to extend another 10% afterwards from 140 towards 160s, which means that the rest of the sector that has a lot of shorts imputed in the market could actually rally. That means that even as Shopify already laid off so many employees and talked about a slowdown, Take note that after hitting 31, it has rally 37. That means that for C-Limited, there might be actually potential rallies here from about 75 towards about 85 to 90. So it is highly possible another 10 to 20% rally. We see that the market is buying up every name in the e-commerce name. And this is really um, a short covering move. It is happening all over. It is really a positioning flow. So this is Mara. We are seeing limited shallow drops after Bitcoin. Um, after Bitcoin retas at 21K from $10, it has since rallied to 13. It is unavoidable if Mara wants to go as high as 20. Take note that around April, it used to trade as high as $30 here. So a rally back from $5 towards 30, that is going to be an epic move. 5 to 30 is 5 times 6, but it is not unavoidable. In this type of bear market rally scenarios, that should be taken into context. Also, let's take a look. If e-commerce names are selling off um, and um, have a bad number and yet are being bought, it remains to be seen on whether the markets will buy one of the weakest uh, groups in the market, which is fintech. You've seen how Upstart, Affirm, all of them, like Stone Co., all of them have been sold off Robinhood like they were losers that will go to zero. So let's take a look at how the setups have become. From May and June, July, we are seeing ARK Fintech actually rally from about 15 towards 20s. Now, we've also seen what's happened. Most of the earnings of these companies have been on the downside. And what is proper to do is actually to buy only after the earnings have been finished. So what was the proper play here? When we saw that the market bought Shopify after hours, after the numbers, you might actually see the market actually buy the same Roku after, after the dip, no? So after that sell-off and gap down, the market bought Shopify. Take note what happens. That means that um, all of your e-commerce plays are already being bought up. After that gap down, two days gap up, like Costco. You're seeing same thing happen towards Target, towards Walmart. So that means that C-Limited drop. This was more of a retest here at about 71 with a higher low here. It didn't gap up yet, but my view is that this could go as high as $90. And these are actually being accumulated upon. Um, another thing to take note of, as I said, sometimes after hours is already a good thing to be buying. Because as Roku has a bad number, here at about $60, it could actually be a low downside in a high upside play. 
That's also what happened with Meta. Take note what's been happening on companies that reported bad numbers. They've been bought in general. Meta fell towards 155, but generally being bought. So we are seeing a lot of bids in the market and the bears are actually being um, squished and squashed. That means that even after the negative news on the trade desk, we should be seeing perhaps a buyer here at $40. After a 7% dollar move, um, 48 can go 40s or uh, 42s, but we are seeing actually a lot of buyers so far covering their shorts and buying um, even these digital advertising companies after, um, even after a bad quarter. So if you cannot actually um, short any company, the, uh, of course, we're seeing that the shorts can go higher. That's why um, the, the proper thing to do in the short term, in the very short term, as in, let's say, the next week, is to consider companies that are actually not going down despite their bad number. Take note, what has happened so far in companies that had a bad quarter? This is what happened to Boston Beer, in case you're looking at that. Boston Beer actually rallied 20% since $300 here towards 370 despite bad numbers. So we are seeing actually that the market is buying a lot of companies that had bad number. So that means that your semiconductors, despite having bad numbers as a group, is actually rallying off the back of just really either short covering or markets actually still bullish about a recovery. Whatsoever the reason are, all I can tell you is that the market is still willing to buy stocks despite negative numbers. Look at what's happening in Qualcomm. Bad number, and yet it's almost being bought. There is a difficulty for it to go down. That only means that any dips of Qualcomm is still being bought. So um, <clears throat> very difficult, actually, for the shorts No, in this case. Um, we are seeing large buyers in the market come in. Um, as I said, uh, one of the biggest uh, losers in the market have been your payment industry. So that means that before the earnings comes out, a firm might actually be in be actually a short covering play here. Here about 22 to 24, so you're getting some buyers. It can potentially rally back towards 31. Let's take a look at what's happened towards Roblox. Roblox has been rallying from about 20 towards 40. It has just broken above the 42 area recently and can potentially go 50s. So be careful of the shorts here. Um, we are seeing that the first priority here is to close the shorts and actually, consider yourselves with a bad beat and short again next time. In the short term, you do want to go with the winners and the winners are on the long side. It is not late. It's not going to be on these names. What you're not going to be late upon are the companies that have already reported quarters and already have been bought. Let's see what happened on the last few quarters that have reported the numbers. Netflix didn't exactly have the best numbers in the world, but it was bought about bought even so, no? So you could see that there was a higher low at 205. And even after there's volatility in the market, Netflix still remained above 200, here trading at 210. What it only tells me is that Tesla will remain here trading at about 800 all the while, despite any affairs or rumors about affairs or whatever that uh, Tesla's and uh, trials with Twitters are. What you're seeing here is a potential move of Tesla towards 940. Be careful about that. So some people are also asking if the market can go higher, how high would your TQQQ go? Well, it could be 30% higher from 30s to 40s. That's why you have to be careful given that the market is really 
pumping a lot of your apples, Amazons, and so on. It's just a risk to take into consideration upon. And you may also just simply close shorts and stay in cash. In general, I would say this the following thing. Um, a bad beat in poker is a profound psychological blow. It easily leads to players going on tilt. Sometimes if you were shorting and the market is going up, you might actually go on tilt and try to go long instead only to see the market sell off a week after. So in case that you want to avoid that tilt mode, the best way that I'll answer for you is the following. The, sto the stoic poker players accept bad beats as an unpleasant but a necessary drawback to a tactic that works the vast majority of the time. I don't think it's wrong that you were bearish the whole time given the entire market has really been clearly signaling a recession. Nonetheless, I think that we will have an entry in our shorts next few weeks or next few days at a better price. So it might be better off to just close shorts, stay cash, watch the market, and let the majority of the markets go chaotic before doing anything. Usually as well, when I have a bad beat, in this case, I lost in the Amazon shorts, I lost in the Apple shorts, I am actually better off doing nothing first and watching how things play out. Hope that you have a good time and good weekend. Um, I don't think that you have to really change your course. The market is still in a bear market, obviously, but it is a really, really tough time for the bears. Okay, so um, also I'd just like to remind everyone that your exposure is the biggest risk that you can only have in the market. What does exposure mean? Let's say you have a short in the market of about $1,000. If that can lose 30%, you would lose $300. So estimate how much exposure that you want to have in the market because so far, the shorts are getting obliterated. The longs are, of course, winning. And the best thing that you could do if you are wrong is to not, not stay wrong, even if the cost is to take a loss. Take a loss, reevaluate how the markets are going to be. And if the entire thesis still points to a bearish majority towards e-commerce and retailers, which we believe is really the truth, and the cloud is simply masking what has happened in Amazon, the best thing to do here is to wait for the cloud premium to end and then reshort Amazon, reshort Walmart, reshort all of these retailer names next few weeks or next few months. Okay, so that's about it. Thank you for watching the Global Market Friday class and see you again next Friday for another awesome 10x free Friday class. Bye-bye.